production to a TMK production. It's clear and proof, and they're telling the truth about media, and it starts right now. Oh, Hello yeah. and welcome. I am Bruce Harwood. And I'm Claire Burgum. And welcome to episode nine of Small Talk. This is our last episode of 2014. Uh, sad to say, but uh, we will be back in 2015. Um, because this is the last episode of 2014, we have decided to make this the holiday-themed podcast, which we're very excited about. We've uh, welcomed uh, Kelly Coonan and uh, Monique Lumus. Yeah, <laughs> I knew I was going to botch that, uh, to the podcast, and we're going to hear um, a little bit from them in a second, and Monique can uh, tell you how to actually pronounce her last name. Uh, but we're going to kick it off first with In My Opinion before uh, we get to all of the holiday fun. So I'm going to go first. Uh, I can't remember what podcast it was, but one of these episodes, uh, Claire called out, Bruce, this podcast makes you sound like an old man, and so I thought about That's not. True. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought about not doing this, in my opinion, but I'm doing it just because it's so great. I'm gonna do the New York Times crossword puzzle app. Oh, which is, it's, so good. it's so great. And can I tell you why so it's so great? You don't have to pay. And can I tell you what they get right about? They get timing very correct. And so when we started this podcast, we thought about when it should drop, and so we drop every every other Thursday at 10 a.m. And we thought a lot about why Thursday at 10 a.m. really works and why we thought that uh, we would get the most listeners right at that Thursday at 10 a.m. The New York Times Crossword Puzzle app has thought a lot about timing. And what they've done is they've moved the the time that they drop the next day's crossword puzzle up to 10 p.m., which I don't know about most people, but for me, that is perfect because now I just have this ritual of before I get ready for bed, I do this small little, it's called the mini crossword puzzle, and it's about eight to ten clues. It takes about five minutes, and now it's just so ingrained in my rituals that if I didn't have it, I would really miss it, and so uh, so for, for that reason, I'm recommending the New York Times crossword puzzle app. You can get it in the iTunes uh, store as well as uh, Google Play. Uh, and it, it's just a great uh, addition to your nightly routine. I was gonna ask you a bunch of questions about this, but then I realized that I had crosswords and Scrabble mixed up in my mind. So, mm. <laughs> <laughs> any questions for you? But it's words with friends too, apparently, which I haven't played yet. Yeah, I've been hearing about that. I what does that mean? A new too. one? Like, did they really change a lot? Apparently, you could play with people around the world. Ah. Can't you already do that? All right, I'll pass it off to Claire for hers. Okay, okay. So my, in my opinion, is actually a song. I've never recommended a song before. I don't know if you guys have heard this yet, but um, a friend sent me a BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed link. This is a bit of a of a basic reco, but it's pretty good. Um, and the article was the first end of the year mashup of 2014 has arrived and so it's a song that mashes up 25 super popular songs from 2014 into one song and video it sounds insane because 25 songs <laughs> seems like a lot to mash up but it's uh it's really well done i think um it's got like you know taylor swift's uh most recent song in there and Shake it off. Five. yeah Bruce, <laughs> how current of you <laughs> because you know i'm all about that it's about that it's Um, yeah, it's by DJ Earworm, and uh, I recommend giving it a listen and walking yourself down the pop 
music scene of 2014. <laughs> um, my recommendation is a TV show. I recently watched like all two seasons in um, like two days maybe. Um, it's called Nathan For You. It's a Comedy Central show um, that I don't know, maybe a lot of people know of. I didn't know about it until I started watching it. <laughs> Uh, basically, this comedian, um, Nathan Fielder, he goes and kind of tries to, like, revamp struggling small businesses, um, and he gives, like, lots of terrible advice, um, but, like, all while trying to be, like, really, like, he plays it off and people, like, think he's serious and he's able to convince these people to do like ridiculous, ridiculous things, and like, and most of them are kind of marketing based too, which was I think like especially interesting for me. Like some of them were like, I'm like wow, that's a clever idea, but also really, really unethical. Like, so can you give an example? Um, oh my, I'm trying to remember. Someone told me that there was uh, an episode where he created some sort of rebate offer but in mm-hmm. order to get the rebate offer he climbed to like this ridiculously tall mountain and made all the customers that wanted the rebate meet him at the top of the mountain at a certain time and if you weren't there at a certain time at this certain place then you didn't get the he, rebate offer he you he bust them all up there it was like oh. an hour drive he bust them up there um then they had to do like an hour climb and then they had to answer like a bunch of riddles what company was this for it was for like a gas station so not outdoors related at all no it was just like in the small print um and then they ended up having like a camp out um and like it was really really it's just ridiculous and like i'm trying to remember another one there was like one um for a realtor and he was like we need to cater to like an untapped audience um like 50 percent of people believe in ghosts um, so you're going to be the ghost realtor. And so he, like, brought in um, people to, like, make sure that, like, uh, like I don't know, mediums and stuff to make sure there were, like, no spirits. And then they, like, did an exorcism. My mission was to make Sue one of L.A.'s top realtors. The plan? Have her specialize in a currently unrepresented group of homebuyer, the 50% of people who believe in ghosts. Ghosts? When you show a house... You know, half the people that come through are thinking, is there a ghost in here? Okay. So it surprised me that I've never seen a realtor that can guarantee that all the homes they sell are entirely ghost-free. True, yeah. So what I'm suggesting is a complete rebranding of you as the ghost realtor. really a wild idea. Where yeah. Do you, where do you watch the show? Um, I It's on Comedy Central. They're coming out with like season three sometime in 2015. Um, but I watched it all. It's all on Amazon Prime. So I've been watched it on there. That's awesome. I need to watch that. I'm a it's big uh, bar rescue fan and people mm-hmm. say this is kind of like a spoof of bar rescue. Bar rescue is a guy goes into uh, like failing bars and helps them. Like and this is nightmares. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like that. And so this is a guy goes in and just absolutely destroys a business. <laughs> and when he walks out, the business is just like in tatters. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, apparently I like read, I like, whenever I watch a TV show, I go crazy and read like everything possible online about it even if it's something ridiculous like this. Um, so there was, like, a follow-up article, and some people, like, talked to a bunch of the businesses, like, all the ones in season one or something, and they're all still fine. They, like, recorded oh, sales increases after the shows went live and stuff. I got so much buzz. So yeah, funny. but as opposed to, like, Kitchen Nightmares, where, like, half of them actually go out of business yeah. afterwards. So yeah. he's actually doing better for the businesses. Yeah. 
That's so great. One of them was, one of the episodes is he wants a, a coffee shop to rebrand themselves Dumb Starbucks, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that got a lot of... Um, uh, press pickup a, a couple months ago because in LA there was this new store just called Dumb Starbucks, yeah. which I was like, seeing that. yeah. He also like faked a, like a viral video that went like was on like the Today Show and stuff before they knew it was part of the show. Oh so he is like really good at creating like these like ridiculous ideas. That's really so funny. That's great. Love it. Great. Okay. Um, for me, I actually had one that I was going to do, but I thought of another one. Nice. Um, so I'll leave that one for someone else. <laughs> so I'm going to just talk two different TV shows that I think are really worth watching. And you guys stop me if someone's talked about one of these before. Go for it. One of them is Gotham, which is one of the new shows that has come out. Um, and I think a lot of people had some speculations about how good it was going to be, but I'm loving it, actually. I'm a huge, like, Batman fan in general, and I guess people that know me a little bit better know I kind of like somewhat darker things. Um, So really the way it is, it's this kind of, it's the coming-of-age story of Bruce Wayne Mm -hmm. and Gotham the City, but they do it in a way where there's the storyline of, like, the main characters, but then they also have a different crime that happens every week, kind of like Law and Order. So you don't necessarily have to watch every single episode to get it all. And there are like, there are certain segments that are all about the mob and like mafia relationships and then just the corrupt government and then these crazy sort of weird crimes that are committed plus a somewhat like kind of superhero side of it. So highly recommended. I think I'm almost positive it got picked up again. If it didn't, I'll be very upset. Yeah, I think I mean the ratings are doing really well. Yeah. I can't imagine it. Well, the the casting is also perfect. So the yeah. um, Ryan from the OC. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Him. He doesn't. Yeah. Poor him will never have another no. name. That's why Bruce watches the show. <laughs> that is mostly. Uh, also, the guy that plays the um, penguin is so good. So good. He's so creepy. He's so creepy. Mm-hmm. What do you think of uh, Jada Pinkett Smith? Because I know when I've been reading online, that's the one uh, person that a lot of people say doesn't really fit into the show because she camps it up so much. Yes, it's like super overacted right. and I don't her I mean her character just really bothers me in general so who does she I play? can't um she's like I don't think she's an actual character from Batman oh. this thing. Her no, name was like her... fish in it. She's yeah. kind of a female lead of the mob of right. one of the families or mob families and she's trying to take over everything. But she's like super over sexualized right. in one sense and then another she's yeah, I don't know. I don't, but I can't imagine it'd be different with another actress. I think her character is just really annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, um, and the one other show on a fluffier note is The Paradise, which is mm-hmm. a PB, uh, PBS show. I think it's actually a BBC show that PBS picked up. It's a masterpiece show. And it's about um, a department store, Selfridges, or The Paradise, not Selfridges, The Paradise in the UK, and it was the first department store there. And it's actually, it's a really interesting thing to kind of look at from how these giant stores started off, because it wasn't that easy. It used to be like a lot of specialty stores, and then they all had to be brought into one place, and it's all these luxury goods, and you kind of see the like the relationships between the shop girls and the shop guys, and like the wealthy customers that come to the store, and then what happened to all the other little shops in the town, Mm -hmm. and how they lost business, and how they had to kind of... Um, except the times were changing. So there's a bit of a history side, but there's a little romantic side. Like a lot that. of the people on the show are really catty, so it has that. I really Is it like it. a Bergdorf's? 
No, it's. No. I mean, I, like I actually don't know if the Paradise is a real UK department store. I should go and see, but it's based in the UK, so I don't think it'd be something like that. Is but it scripted or reality? Scripted. Oh. Oh yeah, and it's oh, set in the like 1800s. Oh. Do they it. like beat the times or changing thing like over the head as much as like <laughs> Downton Abbey? Like, no. That's like the one thing that like I like Downton Abbey for like what it is, but I'm like, oh my god, if you say the times are changing one more time, I'm going to like it's a great drinking game. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> no, no. Luckily, they're not as obvious as that. It's good. Uh, it, so. Great. Those are two uh, great recommendations. I've never heard of The Paradise, so I have to check yeah, that out. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect. That's perfect. easy. And then Claire will watch it. <laughs> Claire's always looking for a good Netflix recommendation. Yes. Okay. So given that this is the last podcast of 2014, we do want to talk about the holidays. We want to talk about how you how you get that feeling that the holidays are kind of upon us and, and what kind of uh, media signifiers do you see out there in the market where you're like, oh, it's definitely holiday season. Like, this is a little bit off topic, but every summer, I, I don't really get the sense that it's summer until I see Michael Jordan on TV selling me Ballpark Franks because that <laughs> ad always hits at, like the last week in May. And right when I see it, I'm like, oh, yeah, summer. Yep, it's, it's summer. And then, you know, I just get into the summer mindset. And so um, I want to talk about what are some of the signifiers that we have that get us into um get us into Christmas mindset. Yeah, I always, I feel like it's the holiday season when I see all the um, candy ads, like the Hershey Jingle Bell ads where it's their, their like little Hershey kiss oh, and you hear oh, the Jingle Bell. Good, yeah. I like that one. Um, How about the uh, M&M's one where they see Santa Claus? So you think Santa will like these red and green M&M's? I don't know. I never met the guy. <laughs> he does exist. They do exist. Uh, Santa? I haven't seen that one yet. Really? I, I forward through most yeah. commercials, uh, <laughs> but I haven't. I feel like every. I, I think I've seen it a couple times this year, and I feel like every year they they replay that one. Also, the Coca Cola polar bears mm. drinking, mm-hmm. which makes no sense at all. Why polar bears in Antarctica are drinking so Coca-Cola. cute though? So cute. It's so cute. <laughs> it totally I mean, works. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, one ad that I always see again and again and again during this time is Walmart ads. And they're always awful, although I find this year's particularly awful. Have you guys seen them? They're, they f- feature um, An- Anthony Anderson and Melissa Joan Hart. Melissa, what do my wife, uncle, children, and niece all have in common? I don't know. Absolutely nothing. That's why I go to Walmart to do all of my holiday shopping. Great idea. Oh, they're so awful. They're so and the outfits are miserable. And I watch them. They're like um, on like, ES, like ESPN, like college football, like... Right. streaming like the non it's on every single commercial right. break Wait, I have at not least seen once. it will you describe it I want to like, they're just like talking it's, it's just them talking about uh, something you can buy at Walmart it really is that stupid like they'll have a table in front of them and they'll be like you can buy this TV and then Melissa John Hart will be like I love TVs and then he'll be like me too <laughs> Roll credits. That's like horrible. It's like they thought they just had those two people. That's all they had to do. And you're like, no. Which is so bizarre because Walmart's advertising budget is ridiculous. Yeah, they could what they could afford a little face that would bounce around. I, I mean, like, is that like better? Yeah. Or they <laughs> could have like that one. And then the prices dropped. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They could afford anyone. Like, what about Anthony Anderson and Melissa Joan Hart? Who is that? Anthony Anderson? <laughs> is he a football player? No, he's a comedian. He's on a sitcom called Blackish. 
Oh, um, and I love Blackish. I yeah, should have recommended that show. <laughs> um, That's a, that is a great show, and he's great. Uh, I just don't know why he's selling me a. He's asking me to go to Walmart to buy a TV. Yeah. Or to go to Walmart to buy Beats headphones. Like, There's like the one where they interview the kids and the kids don't even talk. So, God, I wish the kids would just talk so you guys would shut up for a second. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Also, Melissa Joan Hart hasn't been on TV in forever. Like, no, she's on ABC Family. Oh, she is? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, in what regard? So what, is, what show is she on? Um, there's Melissa and Joey. It's her and Joey Lawrence reunited. <laughs> no way. And I'm not, honestly, I'm going to say, I'm going to be completely upfront about this. I have never watched an episode, but because I watch other things on ABC Family, Pretty Little Liars. Um, you get targeted you for it? You see the little... I just see the, like, commercials, and then if I have to catch an episode on demand... I just wonder what happened in the Walmart advertising boardroom that they were like, this is this is our woman. This is, this is the woman that's going to make people get out to, to Walmart. And so we are going to show her constantly. So, I did think about this a lot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I grew up with Clarissa Explains It All. Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking like now, for me, if you think Mass America, these are a lot of the women that oh, now have households they need to take care of. And I feel like they thought that for, you know, it associate with resonate with that's really interesting yeah. that was yeah. my thought of her they say there is a lot of 90s nostalgia happening oh, right now because yeah oh that's so, interesting yeah I'm thinking of their targeting like young millennials like older millennials just kind of started their families and everything like that mm-hmm. that's but what like, I thought create a better concept oh like, like I don't have a bad I don't have a huge issue with like there. the talent it's just like the the concept yeah so okay. speaking of which, what, what are some of the um, holiday music that you guys uh, that you guys do tolerate? I'm usually not a big holiday music person. Um, this should come as no surprise, though I really enjoy the Justin Bieber <laughs> holiday album. It's the most beautiful time of the year. Lights fill the streets spreading so much cheer. I should be playing in the winter snow, but I'ma be under the mistletoe. I don't want to miss out on the holiday, but I can't stop staring at your face. I should be playing in the winter snow, but I'ma be under the mistletoe. He has an entire holiday album just to himself. Yeah. Are they originals or? Uh, I feel like it's 50/50, or maybe none. No originals at all. I don't know. He released it maybe three years ago, but um, yeah. Whenever we have people over to have a gathering at the house, I like to put the Justin Bieber Christmas album on. I think it's really good. <laughs> he released it like two or three years ago, I, mean, I think. I'm a huge fan of all holiday music, though, which is weird because I'm such a stickler. I'm like, like, if it's not between like the day after Thanksgiving and like New Year's, I hate it. But like mm-hmm. during that time period, I love all Christmas music. I always use like Songza. Mm-hmm. Because like you, they have like you can use like you can have like punk Christmas music, mm-hmm. or you can choose like old timey Christmas music. So like whatever your music mood, you can still be listening to like holiday Christmas music. What and kind love, of Christmas music do you find yourself listening to most? I often? usually listen to the more traditional stuff, but sometimes I'll go into like the like indie rock, like there's Christmas, indie rock Christmas. Indie rock Christmas Get channel. Out. They have like they have a punk rock one. They have like a metal one. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's pretty diverse. Like. You can never not listen to Christmas music if you wanted to and still explore all the genres. 
That's great. Yeah. All right, so my favorite Christmas album um, was released in 1987, but we listened to it every single year, um, and it was so good. It's called uh, A Very Special Christmas. Have you guys heard of those? Because now they have Very Special Christmas 2 and 3 and 4, and I think they're up to like 26 now. It's like the now of Christmas songs. It really is kind of like the now of, of Christmas albums, even though I do think they have now Christmas oh. versions, possibly. Oh, of course they do. Yeah. That surprised me. Uh, but this is really cool because I do find Christmas music gets a little repetitive and some of it I find is a little depressing like Oh Holy Night and yeah. like that's not what I want to listen to yeah 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 so this one has uh, what is it Bruce Springsteen uh, sings Merry Christmas Baby yeah you better watch out you better not cry you better Uh, Madonna sings Santa Baby. Santa Baby, slip the sable under the tree for me. Being an awful good girl, Santa Baby, I'm hurried down the chimney tonight. Uh, Stevie Nicks sings Silent Night. It's all like rockers singing that Christmas versions, and they, they really amp up um, the the fun, and so it's it's not quite as depressing as normal Christmas music, and it's great to listen to, and that always gets me in the mood. What about movies? Are, are there any movies that you keep on returning to every year? The Grinch. You the watch Grinch The Grinch every year? One. Yeah. When now, I... You watch the animated one or the Jim Carrey The Jim remake? Carrey one. What? Yeah. I was joking. No, <laughs> the Jim Carrey one so, was great. Was so good. More than the animated... Six o'clock, dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. <laughs> <laughs> When I was in um, when I was in sixth grade, I used to ride the bus, and this uh, older kid who was an eighth grader, maybe a high schooler, used to call me Cindy Lou Who. Did you wear your hair like her? Place in my heart. What? Did you wear your hair like her? Like no. That? I can see kind I of the resemblance. Kind of small. Yeah. So I have a special place in my heart for the Grinch. Wow, and the Jim Carrey one. I'm what? Shocked. It's really good. Because so have good. you seen the the cartoon? Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so it's not that, it's, I mean, it's good, but it's not. It's not Jim Carrey. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge Jim Carrey fan. Me neither. I actually kind of hate Jim yeah, Carrey. Yeah. Also. <laughs> what are some other ones? I like. Um, uh, Christmas Story is so good, and one of my favorite parts about a Christmas Story is TBS uh, on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. The Christmas Story is, is almost perfectly two hours, so they play it 12 times yeah, all day, starting it. at midnight and going until uh, midnight on the 25th, so you can just kind of put it on and have it in the background yeah. a little bit. That's good. Elf is my favorite. Oh, Elf is good. That's another I mean, one. Everything right? about Elf. I hate Will Ferrell, but I love Elf. He's too much. Like he's great in SNL and like sketches, but when you take him out to a full like two hours, yeah, too too much much for me. Talladega Nights cannot stand it. Elf can watch it. Yeah, at least once a month a year. I saw Elf for the first time last Christmas, and I loved it. I don't know why it took me so long to watch it. Everyone said it was so good, and totally, (laughs) it totally lived up to it. I could quote it. Like I, I mean, yeah, I can quote. I can have a conversation with Elf quotes. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. (laughs) I was going to say, mine growing up was always uh, the year without a Santa Claus. Like, I don't think I've watched it since, um, like, I was at my parents' house. But that was one that we would watch, like, on repeat. Like, I think we, like, taped it while it was on TV on, like, a VHS. 
Mm-hmm. And then we would watch it, like, over and over again. And my parents, like, accidentally, like, returned it to Blockbuster one year by placing it instead of, like, oh, the no. actual video in there. And my sister, I remember, was, like, crying <laughs> and was, like, so sad. She used to watch it year-round, too, even. Uh, she was, like, so upset that they, like, went to, like, Blockbuster called us. Oh my god! They probably thought we were trying to get rid of like a crappy like movie, but we're like, no, thank you so much. (laughs) Is it a comedy or is it a drama? No, it's like a. It's one of the like claymation ones or like the old animated ones. It's one with like Heat Miser and Snow Miser. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. Like you ring a bell at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what happens in it? Is there a scene with that little clay guy and he's floating on an iceberg? No, no. <laughs> this was this is one where um, Santa Claus is sick, so he might have to like take a year off, and then like I, I can't even remember. There's like a snow miser and a heat miser, and they're trying to get to snow. And oh, I don't know. I don't think I've seen this. Yeah. I might have to check it out. But now I want to know what the snowman on the uh, ice cap is. Oh, I think it's just like another one of those claymation holiday shows and yeah. I don't know he's like an elf or he's on the North Pole or I don't know something and there's an abominable snowman does anyone know what I'm talking mm. about Rudolph and I watch a lot of Christmas movies <laughs> <laughs> I think that might that be Rudolph, be, yeah, that might, yeah. Rudolph. I, I can't I can't say that word Ept- abominable abominable snowman and Rudolph yeah I don't know I don't know I'm like what's sure. his role in that Not when they when Rudolph runs away with the dentist they go to <laughs> <laughs> what Rudolph is watching? The elf, the elf that wants to be the dentist. They're both I'm like, like... Yeah, I haven't watched Rudolph. I, don't know. I might be mixing them all up right now. <laughs> the dentist. I would like to watch that one. <laughs> the dentist, the, the elf who wants to be the dentist. And then they go right. to the island of... I'm mixing them all up. Of the island of Misfit Toys. Wait, is that Rudolph? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. The island of Misfit Toys is definitely in the one that I'm thinking of, though. <laughs> I think the one thing that we've confirmed by doing this holiday episode is we don't know that much about holiday themed <laughs> stuff. <Yeah. laughs> we, need, we need a refresher course. But everyone feels very strongly about it, so that's good. Cool. Well, that's good. All right. So we got some um, we got some good Christmas ideas going around. Um, does anyone want to end with any other uh, Christmas suggestions? I would say uh, download uh, A Very Special Christmas, the entire uh, album. It is on iTunes, um, and it's it's worth it. It gets everyone in the Christmas spirit. Yeah. Cool. Or Justin Bieber, if you're wanting to do a yeah, more you can do Justin Bieber, yeah. Yeah. Listen to one Justin Bieber Christmas song. It can be your Christmas gift to me. We're going to put it in the podcast. Okay. And then everyone, <laughs> and everyone, everyone can be forced to. In the background. To. Great. Yeah. I would suggest watch some sort of Christmas countdown. Ooh. On as I mentioned, my three Christmas channels. <laughs> Hallmark, ABC Family, or Lifetime. Mine is apparently since no one's heard of it, A Year Without a Santa Claus. Like, Yeah, I'm going to have to go find that and either rewatch it or experience it for the first time. <laughs> um, all right. Thank you guys uh, so much for joining. Um, Thank and you we... to Steffi Koblen for the intro and outro music. Yeah, and we will see you uh, next year. Next year. Thanks so much, guys.